0: Hello and thank you for logging on to The Memory Gauge, your new favourite Digimon card game podcast. I'm your host Connor and in today's episode we're dipping back into the deck box and taking a look at a deck I've really been enjoying recently, Green Serismon. but first we have a bit of a statement and then an exciting opportunity for our Australian listeners. Now, before we get to our show, I would like to make a quick statement regarding the H Gaming Australian Digi Champions qualifiers that were scheduled to take place last week. Those of you who had signed up to play probably already know that the event did not go ahead as scheduled. And while I was not the organizer of the event, I wasn't officially in control of the event, I was. Advertising it very heavily on the podcast I was somewhat involved And I would like to apologise to anybody who signed up And then was disappointed That they were not able to play I know that I was really looking forward to the event And I am as disappointed As anybody that it did not go ahead Due to unforeseen circumstances Now I've spoken to the event organiser Since then And they too extend their sincere apologies To anyone who signed up But that leads us However, to our exciting announcement for our Australian listeners. Because Australia still needs champions to represent us at the Gaming Gigi Champions event on May 22nd. So, in order to find players to represent us, I have been given permission to run a special tournament event over on the Gaming Discord server. That's right, this is going to be the very first tournament run by the Memory Gauge podcast, and it is exclusively for our Australian listeners. But listeners from other countries, don't worry, because I'm also currently planning an event for all of you for the one-year anniversary of the podcast later this year, so you will get your turn. So if you are an Australian listener at 10 a.m. on Saturday, May 15th, AEDT, I will be running a free entry webcam tournament for Australian listeners to find players to represent Australia at the Digi Champions event. You're going to need a Discord account and you will need to download the Best Coast Pairings app. Now, the top 3 players of this event are going to receive invitations to the Digi Champions qualifiers on May 22nd, but that is not all because I feel really bad about advertising the previous event which fell through and here at the Memory Gauge Podcast, we really do value your enthusiasm for our show and for this game that we all love. So, to make it up to you, I will personally be putting up some prizing for this event. Fourth place is going to receive a 1.5 booster pack. Third place is going to receive an invitation to the May 22nd Digi Champions event and also a 1.5 booster pack. Second place is going to receive an invitation to the Digi Champions event, and your choice of a 1.0 or a 1.5 booster pack. And first place will receive an invitation to the May 22nd Digi Champions event, a booster pack of 1.0, a booster pack of 1.5, and a special first place prize, which is a Dark Randomon card in a signed card sleeve, Declaring you the first place winner of the Australian Digi Champions Hyper Qualifiers. You do not have to be able to attend the May 22nd event to sign up for this tournament. But you do have to be an Australian resident. And I am giving you my personal guarantee. This event will go ahead come hell or high water. Even if only one Australian signs up. I will still be over on the H Gaming Discord at 10am May 15th AEDT and that participant will just get all the prizes, they'll get the invitation and we will just have some fun playing some webcam games so it really is worth it to sign up. I can't wait to see you all there for what will either be an awesome tournament or just a really fun time chatting and playing some webcam games with you listeners. There is a link in the show notes to the Google sign up form and all the information you need should be on the form so... You just need to click that form, fill it out, and you should be ready to go and have all the information you need to participate 10am, 15th of May, AEDT. If you do have any questions, please email me at memorygaugepodcast at gmail.com. I look forward to seeing you all there. Now with that out of the way, it is time for our main topic, and this week we're bringing you yet another deck box, and this is the series where I showcase a deck from my personal collection, and I love doing episodes like these because it means that I get to talk about my favourite topic in trading card games, which is being creative with limited resources, because we're not always able to get exactly the cards that we want for our dream deck lists, but with a little bit of flexibility and an open mind, you can still build that awesome deck with a few tweaks. So in this case even though I only have 3 rather than 4 of the titular Digimon card, I still wanted to try my hand at building a green Seraphimon deck because I thought it looked like a really cool deck to play and I am fairly pleased with how this deck turned out. So obviously the deck is built around Seraphimon, and this is a green level 6 with 12,000 dp. It costs 12 to pay and 5 to digivolve, which is pretty expensive for a level 6, but don't worry, because we're very rarely going to be paying the full 5 memory. Serasmon has two effects. The first is a keyword, digisorption. So, Sarasmon has Digi's option minus three, meaning that when one of your Digimon Digivolves into Cerismon from your hand, you can suspend one of your Digimon to reduce the memory cost of that Digivolution by three. So, by suspending a Digimon when you Digivolve into Serasmon, it will only cost you two memory rather than five, and two memory is a great rate for a level six. But Cerismon's second ability is really where it shines, because Sarasmon's second ability reads your turn, once per turn... When suspending Digimon for a Digisorption skill, you may suspend your opponent's Digimon instead. And this is the main strategy of our deck. Once we have Cerismon on board, not only are we doing Digisorption Digivolutions for cheap or often for free, but also we get to suspend an opponent's Digimon instead of our own. And this helps us keep our opponent's board clear because we Digivolve up into a strong Digimon, suspend our opponent's Digimon, and then attack and take them out. And when this deck gets rolling, your opponent can find it nearly impossible to keep a Digimon on the board. So this is a really interesting take I find on a control style deck. And you can use Digi's option to generate some really insane turns. We all know that that is what I love. So now that we know how our deck runs, let's take a look at some of the specific card choices. First, the Digitama. We're playing the full five so we can maximize our Digivolutions and maximize our card draw. First, we're playing one copy of Tanamon. Tanamon's inheritable effect is when attacking. If you've Digivolved this turn, this Digimon gets plus 1000 DP for the turn. So this is a really great Digitama to have in there because our whole game plan revolves around Digivolving. So the effect's going to trigger often and it will give our Digimon a nice power boost just for doing what we're doing anyway. And then next, we're playing four copies of Argomon Level 2. Argomon Level 2, I think, is my current favorite green Digitama. It's got an inheritable effect that reads your turn when this Digimon becomes unsuspended during your unsuspend phase, gain one memory. And this is a great little memory boost that will let you really maximize your turns because we're not only trying to attack often, but we're also using Digisorption effects, which suspend our own Digimon. So it should be really easy to have... The Digimon with this effect suspended so that at the start of your turn you're getting an extra memory. You can easily get one or even two extra memory a turn using this Digitama once you get going and get your pieces on the board. It's really quite good. And next we come to our level 3's and we're playing a whopping 16 level 3's and that's quite a lot but from my research prior to building this deck that seems to be a fairly standard number for Mon, and I've got a few ideas about why. You can only use spawn's effect once to suspend an opponent's Digimon, and then you need to suspend your own for your Digisorption effects. So I like having a lot of level 3s on the board to suspend for Digisorption effects. Um, it also helps you to smooth out your game because you want to Digivolve a lot. And being able to go wide and get a lot of level 3s on the board helps you to close out games with one sort of big attack to take out all of your opponent's security. So first we're playing four copies of Agumon, this is a staple green level 3 at this point. It costs 3 to play, 0 to Digivolve. It has 1000 DP, and its Inheritable Effect gives your Digimon above it plus 1000 DP on your turn. Now, we want to remove our opponent's Digimon by attacking them, and Argumon helps to give our Digimon the power boost that they need to get up and over our opponent's threats and get them off the board. Next, we're playing 4 copies of Tentomon. Tentomon costs 3 to play, 0 to Digivolve, it has 2000 DP, and Tentomon's inheritable effect reads, when attacking suspend one of your opponent's Digimon with 3000 DP or less. Now this effect can actually be really strong. It can help to set up these kind of chains where you only need one valid attack to suspend and attack your opponent's whole board of level 3s because you can attack an opposing Digimon, use Tentamon's effect to suspend a different level 3 and now you've got another valid attack and then you can attack that Digimon and keep going in that way and wipe out the board. And then finally, I'm going to group the final two level threes together because they've got the exact same stats, and functionally in this deck, they're the same card. We're playing four copies each of Goblimon and Argomon level three. Now, these Digimon cost just two to play, zero to Digivolve. They have no effects, and they have 3000 DP. I find it's very often good to have cheap level threes in the event that you need to hard play a level three to the board. And the worst, like, at worst in this deck... They're good Digisorption fodder. You can suspend them for your Digisorption effects. And plus, with Digisorption effects, you can always suspend the Digimon you're Digivolving onto. So you can play Goblimon or Argomon for two, Then you suspend it for a Digisorption effect and you get a level four for free. You get up to your level four for just two memory. So Digisorption is really a great effect that lets you get up your chains quickly and every memory you save in doing so, but like by having a two cost rookie to start off your chain, that's just more value for you. Next, we come to our level fours, and first off, we're playing two copies of Tyranimon. Tyranimon is four to play, two to digivolve, it has 4,000 DP, and it doesn't have an inheritable effect, but it does have a when digivolving effect, and it reads, Reveal three cards from the top of your deck. Add one level five Digimon card and one green Tamer card from among them to your hand. Place the remaining cards at the bottom of your deck in any order. Now I chose to include Tyranimon specifically to hopefully smooth out our draws so we can find either a tamer or we can find the next link in our chain or maybe we could find both. Now it is very possible that we will find no valid targets but if you're digivolving with this card more often than not it's because you need a level 5 and at the very least you can dig 3 cards deeper into your deck and even if you don't find one then you get those cards out of the way and hopefully you find one on your next draw. So next, four copies of Gargomon. Gargomon costs five to play, one to Digivolve, which is a really good rate, 4,000 DP, and it's got no main effect, but it does have an inheritable, which reads, your turn. This card gets plus 1,000 DP for each of your opponent's suspended Digimon. Now, this plays directly into our game plan, giving our Digimon a power boost to get up over opposing Digimon. We plan to suspend a lot of our opponent's Digimon, so this can be a pretty significant boost at times. And this is why we also play four copies of Kabuterimon, which is six to play, one to Digivolve, 5000 DP, and has functionally the same inheritable effect. It's only worded slightly differently because Kabuterimon is from BT1 and Gargomon is from BT3, and Bandai evidently decided to change the formatting of their effects between those two sets. But it's basically the same effect, giving you that plus 1000 boost for each suspended Digimon your opponents have. Now, we want to turn our Digimon to huge attackers to take out opposing threats, and Gargomon and Kabuterimon are fantastic at helping us get there. And finally, we're playing two copies of Argomon level four. Argomon level four costs six to play, two to Digivolve. It has 5,000 DP, but it also has Digis option minus minus two. So we can suspend one of our Digimon and reduce the Digivolution cost by two. So this can be a free Digivolve into a level four. And that is huge value, especially if we then have a level five we can Digivolve into because we go straight from three to five for really, really cheap, two or three memory. And Argamon can also give us more Digisorption for when Cerismon is out, so we can use that to suspend opponent's Digimon as well. And I think if you really wanted to, you could definitely replace the Tyrannomon with two more Argamon level 4 if you really wanted to make sure you're maximizing your Digisorption ability. Next are level 5s. Now we're playing eight level 5s, and the first one is two copies of of Rapidmon. Rapidmon is 6 to play, 2 to Digivolve, which is quite cheap for a level 5, has 6,000 DP, and it's got the same inheritable effect as Gargomon and Kabuterimon, giving plus 1,000 DP for each of your opponent's suspended Digimon. So stacking this effect is awesome, giving your Digimon plus 2,000 DP for each opposing suspended Digimon if it's Digivolved on top of Gargomon and Rapidmon. And it's also nice that you have a backup of this effect especially for when you need to digivolve into a level 4 argomon or a tyrannomon instead of your gargomon or carbuterimon, so then you can get our draws or your digisorption value and we can still get the power boost. Next we have two copies of cherrymon, and cherrymon costs 8 to play, 2 to digivolve, it has 7000 DP, and it has blocker, and this is the only blocker we're actually playing in the deck. I find that we mostly defend ourselves by either keeping our opponent's board clear, or by dissuading them from attacking for anything less than lethal, because we threaten to delete their Digimon on the counter-attack, they don't want to risk it. Still, it is nice to have a little bit of defense in an emergency, and Cherrymon is just 2 to Digivolve into a level 5, so it makes it a really cheap choice. Next up, we have three copies of Blossomon. Blossomon is 7 to play, 3 to Digivolve, it's got 7,000 DP, and it has Digisorption minus 3, and we love have plenty of having plenty of Digisorption in this deck because we want to race up to Serismon as soon as possible and because we want Digisorption to make use of its effect. But we're only playing three Blossomon because I wanted to keep the number of level fives to eight and only playing three Blossomon gives us room for one copy of Argomon level five. Argomon level five is restricted. We can only play one copy in our deck, but Boy, it's still really good. It costs 8 to play, 3 to Digivolve, 6,000 DP. It has Digisorption minus 3, the same as Blossomon, so we could Digivolve it into into it for free, and we can use it to activate Ceresmon, but it also has an inheritable effect. When attacking... You may play one level 3 green Digimon card from your hand suspended without paying its memory cost. You get a free level 3 when you attack. Now this is really powerful. It lets you get insane value from your attacks. And if you have this inheritable effect stick around for any length of time. You're going to quickly outpace your opponent with the number of bodies you're putting onto the board. Then next we come to our level 6 and again we're playing 8. First... Three copies of Sarasmon. Sarismon is the cornerstone of the deck, and if I had four copies, I would play four, but I didn't open four, I opened three. So, when building this deck, I had to find a replacement for the fourth copy of Sarismon, and the card I went with is one copy of Argomon Level 6. Now, Argomon level 6 is 12 to play, 5 to Digimon. It's got 11,000 DP, and it has two effects. Firstly, Argomon has Digisorption minus 3, and we've talked at length about Digisorption. It's good. We want plenty of it. We know that it's awesome. The second effect is why I chose this card as a Serismon replacement. Your turn. For each of your other suspended Digimon, this Digimon gains security attack plus 1. Now, we want to use a lot of Digisorption, and we want to attack a lot. So often we're going to have a number of suspended Digimon. So it's not unusual for Argomon level six to have security attack plus two or even three, be taking out four security with one swing. And not only that, but we give it a power boost with carboterimon or Rapidmon or both. And this can be a huge game ending attacker. Next, we've got two copies of Bancho Stingmon, and Bancho Stingmon is this really fun card. It's 12 to play, 3 to Digivolve, 9,000 DP, but there is a reason for the low DP, even though it's a level 6. Bancho Stingmon has Piercing, so when it deletes an opponent's Digimon in battle and survives, it performs all its normal security checks, and it also has when attacking. If you attack an opponent's Digimon that has 12,000 DP or more, This Digimon gets plus 7,000 DP and security attack plus 2 for the turn. Bancho Stingmon is here to take out opposing level 6s when our other Digimon can't quite get over them. Now you'll note that the plus 7,000 DP boost plus... of Stingmon's natural 9,000 puts it at 16,000 DP. So that's enough to take out even an opposing Omnimon. So this should always be able to take out an opponent's level 6 or 7 if you have a valid attack, except for some corner cases. The downside to this, though, is that I've found that this card kind of struggles against decks like Shine Greymon because that's got a level 6 as its main card that only has 11,000 DP on your turn so you don't get the Bancho Stingmon boost but in most situations this card's a fantastic piece of removal. And finally two copies of Puppetmon and Puppetmon costs 11 to play, 3 to Digivolve, it's got 10,000 DP and it has when attacking gain one memory and on play suspend one of your opponent's Digimon. During your opponent's next unsuspend phase, none of your opponent's Digimon can unsuspend. Puppetmon's a classic, it can turn a losing situation into a winning one, it can freeze your opponent's board, it can freeze just one big key attacker if you really need, and all around it's really just a powerful card. So it's hard not to include it, especially when the deck is green like Puppetmon. And to be honest, at this stage I'm starting to feel like it's too obvious to include it, because it's really, it's just that good in 1.5 still but I would love to hear your suggestions for how we could replace the Puppetmon and put in something a bit more unusual that people would maybe wouldn't expect. And that brings us to the end of the Digimon. Now we're playing just two Tamer cards, which are two copies of Mimi Tachikawa. Mimi costs four to play. It's got start of your turn. If you have two or less memory, set your memory to three. So if you start the turn with fewer than three memory, you go up to three. So smooths out your turns. And Mimi also has main, if you have a level 5 or higher green Digimon in play, you can suspend this tamer to hatch one Digi egg card to an empty space in your breeding area, or move one level 3 or higher Digimon from your breeding area to your battle area. So essentially, by suspending Mimi, you can perform one extra breeding phase in a turn. So Mimi can help us to churn out level 3s, flood the board, and the memory effect also helps us keep our turns consistent, but... We aren't really spending very much memory in any case. By far, though, my favorite application of Mimi is that it throws off your opponent's math. Your breeding area is usually a known quality. If you've got a level 3 in your breeding area, your opponent knows you've got an extra attack on your next turn when you raise it up. But because the Digimon raised by Mimi's effect can attack on the turn they enter the battle area since they weren't played this turn, if you have Mimi and a level 5, then your opponent always needs to worry about that extra attack. So even if you don't have a level 3 in hand, you force them to be just that bit more defensive and you just kind of throw their rhythm off a bit, which I find can actually be really helpful. And finally, option cards. First, we're playing two copies of Flower Cannon. Flower Cannon is two to play and it has main. Suspend one of your opponent's Digimon. So, that's great. You can suspend an opposing Digimon and then make it ready to get taken out by your Argobon or your Bancho Stingmon. But the main reason we include Flower Cannon is a defensive reason as its security effect says, security, suspend all your opponent's Digimon without blocker. So, Comes up out of your security, completely shuts up your opponent's huge attack, and it saves you, gives you one extra turn. Lastly, we're playing two copies of Hornbuster. And I'll be honest, I had been sleeping on Hornbuster, but since building this deck, I've really come around on it. Hornbuster is just one memory to play, so you can always play it on your turn and then take another action because you start your turn every time with at least one memory. Now, its main effect is. One of your Digimon gets plus 3000 DP for the turn, and since our strategy is attacking our opponent's Digimon, we're always looking for a power boost, and Hornbuster is a great one. But also, it's got a fantastic security effect. Suspend one of your opponent's Digimon, then add this card to its owner's hand. So not only do you suspend an attacker, but then you get the Hornbuster to your hand so you can use it to power up your Digimon on your next turn and take out that newly suspended attacker. I love this card, I think it's really cool, and I think it should see more play than it currently does. So that is the deck. You want to get to your level 6s quickly, preferably Sarismon, so that you can begin suspending your opponent's Digimon and taking them out with big attackers, and then once you've cleared the board, you can go wide and attack for the win. This is a really fun, controly kind of deck, and it can really recover quickly from losing your big Digimon because of the Digis option. You're really completely out with this deck, and when you do get lucky and get set up, you can just roll over the opposition. But what I really like about this deck is how kind of modular it is. Apart from needing a few Cerusmon and your Digisorption shell, you can really swap out the other Digimon for whichever green Digimon you like best, and the deck's still going to run fairly well. So maybe at your local shop you find yourself playing against lots of blue so you trade out the Argomon level 3 or the Goblimon for Terriermon and stop memory gain shenanigans or you like the consistency of Tidamon's 12,000 DP over Buncho Stingmon's potential a lot more. There's so much room for flexibility in this deck once you've included the Digisorption shell and that shell is actually so strong by itself that the deck is still going to perform so you can really make this deck your own and that's why I really enjoy building it. I enjoy playing it. I think it's great fun. Alright, you've heard enough from me and now I would like to hear from you. Our listener question of the week is please, what card would you use to replace Puppetmon? Tweet your answers at me or comment on the listener question post in the Facebook group. If you have any questions, feedback, comments or concerns tweet at me at ConnorEFMG or email me at memorygaugepodcast.gmail.com or join our Facebook group Memory Gauge Podcast. I am... Always happy to hear from you listeners. New episodes come out each week, so be sure to follow the memory gauge podcast on your podcast service of choice to stay up to date. Don't forget, Australian listeners, sign up for the hyper qualifiers taking place May 15th, 10 a.m. AEDT over on the H Gaming Discord server. Click the link in the show notes. The link is in the show notes. Click that link, it has everything you need. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Memory Gauge. Logging out.